Let me get the children's attention here. How many children of God do we have present in this place today? Raise your hand. All right, good. I had made the promise in the last first family Sunday after I preached my heart out a sermon that lasted a little bit long that I would not go quite so long this morning. Don't clap, okay? Don't clap at that. Sometimes I wonder what God is like. Do you? Jesus told stories called parables in order to help us know what God is like. He used to say the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is like, and then he would tell a story. And he had lots of stories. Jesus never ran out of a story to tell. It might be a story about a family that was having trouble. Families have trouble, you know. Or it might be a story about a hidden treasure in a field. It might be a story about a poor man who was ignored by society. Or it might be a story about a rich man who didn't know what to do with all the money he had. It's interesting, these stories. Jesus' stories were really short. But they would make you think. And it was interesting, these parables, these stories of Jesus, when people heard them, some people, it would make them smile because they got what Jesus was saying. And other people, it would make them worried and, in fact, irritated because they got what Jesus was saying. They all had to do, these parables did, with who God is and what God is like. Jesus told a parable about a flock of sheep. There were a hundred sheep in the flock. Can you imagine taking care of a hundred sheep? Well, the people there couldn't imagine it either because... Jesus was speaking to many, many, many people who were not of the means to own a hundred sheep. They might own four or five sheep. They might own maybe ten sheep. But a hundred sheep? Just the thought of it pulled them in to think about a hundred sheep. How in the world do you keep up with a hundred sheep? I don't know. Anyway, that's the reason that Jesus told this story about the sheep. One of the sheep gets lost. Oh, wow. Look what we have here. Incredible. Wow. Incredible. One of the sheep gets lost. And he didn't intend to get lost. He was, did you just find that sheep right out in the yard, Reed? In the yard? Okay. 
The sheep didn't intend to get lost. He was just wandering. He was eating grass. And as he moved from one place to the next, all of a sudden he looked up and everybody was gone. The sheep were gone. The shepherd was gone. He had no idea where he was. And it was scary. It was frightening to that sheep. And I bet he started bleating. That's what sheep do when they are worried. You know that, don't you? Is there a child here? Do you know how to, to bleat? What does the sheep say? Okay, good. That's, that's a feeble beginning to what, where we're headed. What does the sheep say? Come on, give me a good Let's see if we can get him to respond. <laughs> it is scary to be lost. Have you ever lost anything? Lauren was talking with us about that a little bit ago. She was trying to find her little sheep in the bag. It may be that you have lost something. It may be that you've lost a toy before. Toys have a way of hiding themselves in our house. We find things down in the sofa and stuck in different corners after our grandchildren come to visit. We find lost things all of the time. It may be that you've lost a piece of clothing. I have several socks that are missing in case anybody else finds them. My mother once lost her wedding rings. Can you imagine losing something like that? She had taken such good care to put them in the right places and to keep up with them for years and years. And the day came when she lost her wedding ring. She had no idea where they were. We looked all around, even outside in the grass, and she tried to remember where she might have dropped them or where she might have placed them, and we could not find them. Years went by. My father couldn't afford another diamond ring. He bought her a wedding band, though, and she was satisfied with the idea that that wedding band represented their love for each other. One day, she sat down at her sewing machine. She loved to sew. She pulled that sewing drawer open at that cabinet and looked down and lo and behold she saw that she had placed her wedding rings in that drawer for safekeeping have you ever lost anything that was valuable to you and then found it again there is a movie that came out just recently there's an old version of it Mary Poppins but now there is a new version of Mary Poppins and one of the songs in that movie is one that our grandchildren love and we often will sing this at night when we are hosting them at our house and it goes sort of like this do you ever lie awake at night just between the dark and the morning light searching for the things you used to know looking for the place where the lost things go do you ever dream or reminisce wondering where to find what you truly miss <laughs> 
Well, maybe all those things that you love so are waiting in the place where the lost things go. It's a good thought, isn't it? But there is no place like that. There is no place where everything gathers. Now, in the office, we have a lot of things that end up there. We have somebody that lost a cup in our lost and found it's there. Life is better on the river. If that belongs to anybody, you can claim it right now, okay? You can claim it right now. A pair of glasses. These are prescription and vintage 1978, I think. So if anyone wants to claim some glasses, we've got those. Uh, we've got a uh, telephone here. This happens to be the Samsung variety. And by the way, the screen is busted terribly. I don't know. It was out in our parking lot. But if anybody wants to claim that. And we've got all kinds of things. I've even found down in here that we've got some earrings. Now these look like pearls, but I'm guessing that they may not be. But this may be precious to somebody if you want to reclaim it. Because we've got lost and found stuff in the office. What would you do if you lost something? Why, of course, you would go searching for it, wouldn't you? If it was really important to you, you would go searching for it. If you had a sheep that was lost, you would go searching for it, wouldn't you? Now, this little lamb is only three weeks old. That's hard to believe. Three weeks old. But if you had a lamb like this one and it got lost, wouldn't you go looking for that lamb? Now, if you had four or five sheep or even ten, you would know immediately that, was, that it was lost because you could just count quickly in your mind when you looked at the ones that you had. But think about this for just a second. If you had a hundred sheep, would you even notice? Would you even notice? And the incredible part of the story is that the shepherd of those hundred sheep did notice that there was a sheep missing. And guess what he did? He left the 99 sheep in the wilderness in order to go look for the one. This was a crazy shepherd. Because sheep, no matter where they are, they are prone to wander and to stray. And he risked losing all the other sheep in order to go and to get that one sheep that he knew was supposed to be with them as well. You see, Jesus, in telling us this story, wanted us to understand that that's what God is like. He doesn't want anyone, anyone, to be left out. Do you ever see anyone left out? Now, particularly the children should think on this. If you are at school and you see one that's left out, what do you do? Do you try to include them? If you're at school and you see someone who is left out, what is it that you do? Do you seek to include them? 
the passage of Scripture just before that which was read this morning begins with these words. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow, talking about Jesus, welcomes sinners and eats with them. The Pharisees were grumbling that Jesus eats with sinners. In fact, that is the very reason that Jesus told this parable. Because that was the nature of who he was. And even more so, we know that Jesus is like God. But in this way, Jesus was saying to us, God is like me. God is like Jesus. Jesus was always searching for the ones who were left out. Now the best part of this story is when the shepherd comes home with the sheep and calls to his friends and his neighbors, rejoice with me for I have found my sheep. All heaven, it says, rejoices over a sinner who repents than over 99 people that need no repentance. And this is the funny part of this parable. I don't know 99 people that need no repentance, do you? In fact, it is my observation that every single one of us are in need of repentance. And yet Jesus comes to us seeking us, every last one of us, and sends us to seek others as well. And so, children, isn't this a great story? What is God like? Well, think about it for just a little bit. God is like the searching shepherd who never gives up. Can I hear a bah on that? <laughs> we are going to share together in the service of Holy Communion. And um, at the end of our time together here, we will have a moment of benediction after our final hymn. And uh, we will have this little lamb, Reed will be holding him outside after the service if there are any children of any age that would like to get up close to the lamb and see it. Let us share, though, at this time, in that wonderful act of Holy Communion.